Chad and Zay. I wonder if Jordan Poole went home and listened to this right after he got his ass knocked the hell out. Because this is fighting words music right here. Welcome back to Chad and Zay on the Horn, 1049-1019 AM1260. I am Zay Collier, Chad Hastings, out of town. Cameron Parker filling in. You recognize this, Cam? Is this Ether by Nas? Yes, sir. Okay, just making sure. Thank God. Arguably the greatest this yeah. song of all time. There's a lot. Like, you think of uh, Tupac and... Um, that song, I can't believe I'm drawing the blank. That's because I'm hearing Ether right now. But uh, when Tupac said, I mucked your wife, Biggie, and was talking about Faith Evans and stuff, hit him up. That's up there. Yeah, hit him up. Hit him up. No Vaseline, yep. Ice Cube, where he was dissing NWA and crew. Even Hove. Uh, when Hove dropped, um, gosh, I want to say Renegade. It's not Renegade. It's on Blueprint 1, though. And he was the first one to drop a diss track, which Nas responded with Ether. Yeah, I think it was Renegade, right? I don't know. Somebody gonna tell me. Easy E had the real mother G's. That was a good one. Who's he dissing on that? Uh, the, everyone from NWA. He really? called. Easy, yeah, that, that's one. Of, that's one of my favorites. I didn't know that. People forget though. Jay Z and Nas ended up squashing their beef. They uh, did. Black Republican, I believe, was there. The song that came up together. They, they with. did. I didn't see Nas at the Rock Nation brunch, so I, you Ooh. know, I yeah. Which you know, don't look too much into that. People say I be reaching mm-hmm. on this show, which I sometimes I reach. You know, Stockton's one of my favorite players of all time. I could reach a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. That makes the show fun. That makes this you know profession fun. But Takeover. 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 Yeah. Oh, man. He went at Nas and that. Some people say that's a better diss track because Hov's telling the truth while Nas is getting a little, you know, he's stretching the truth a little bit. Like he's really going at Hov on Ether. But yeah, man, I, I love a good diss track as long as it doesn't lead to violence, which <laughs> I, I know I mentioned Tupac hit him up and stuff. But like as long as nobody ends up in a coffin, like I'm. I'm good with a cool beef. Like 50 Cent, one of the greatest beef artists oh, yeah. of all time. Like he had beef with everybody. Talk about somebody that didn't like anybody in the rap game. 50 hated everybody. Fat Joe, Ja Rule. <laughs> like he went at everybody back in the day. And he still got beef with Ja Rule. Like 20 years later, they old ass, grown ass men still got beef. He, he had beef with Takashi 6 9 Like I mean, I guess when when you get shot forty times and you live, like it's like <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have beef with everybody. I don't care. That's true. Who can you trust? <laughs> I'm, I'm unkillable. What do you think of Future's diss line against Russell Wilson? Ooh, that's so petty. That's so petty. Because, but at the end of the day, like Russell, he does some things that are pretty fugazi, unauthentic. You know what I'm saying? Like Russell, and if that guy is taking care of my son. That 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 could hurt your pride a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't think Future should have responded like that. Like what he say? Like F Russell, just flat out like that. Yeah, his uh, his first off the single "Turn Your Click Up" with Quavo, the uh, Migo rapper. I got it out the field. F Russell. So it, I mean, like it isn't that, confirmed. Yeah. Isn't confirmed. It's catchy. I got it off the field. It's, good. it's a good F, beat. Good yeah, song. F Russell. I dig that, but. 
I don't know, man. Like that that's really toxic because now Sierra's gonna have to tell baby future, like, cause you know, he he's old enough where he's hearing it at school. I feel like the Wilson family, like, they're the type of corny family that their kids can't have like a cell phone until they're like sophomore Come on, in high put, school. Don't put Sierra <laughs> in that Russell stuff, man. It's only been a year. You you can't taint Russell's, you know, the his whole tenure in the NFL, like to Seattle, Russell, I'll take that. If you, this past season, the subway, running on the plane, all of that <laughs> stuff, very, very corny. I will admit that. But come on, Cam. Sierra, I like she she brings them back to earth. That's true. She I, she pulls a lot of weight in that relationship. Is Russell Wilson the worst quarterback to have raise your own kid? Like out of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now who are starters, I feel like Russell um, Wilson will be the worst. See, that's the thing. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier with the Netflix special quarterbacks and stuff, I think if we would see Russell in everyday life, I think we would be more sympathetic to him and understand that, okay, he's like one enough. Because, like, at the end of the day, when you have kids and stuff, you become corny no matter what. Just because you're a pops, you're a dad. You know, you have to be a little bit corny to be a good dad. Mm -hmm. You can't just be, you know – all tough and stuff and like you know that those adrian peterson days those are over with you can't be like that so i i think we would get more respect for russell if we saw what he did behind the scenes but yeah man what we saw this past year and hopefully sean payton could change that hopefully sean payton had to talk with Russell Wilson and said, look, or maybe made a call to Pete Carroll. I don't know what their relationship was like, but the whole Nathaniel Hackett thing, like that was just bogus. And Russell, like it was embarrassing last year. It was to watch how just weird. It was just weird how, you know, how he was. And I'm not, and like what he did as a football player and as a father, you can't compare the two. So maybe that works for the kids. What we saw is, you know, a football player and just the NFL, you know, being marketed by the NFL, being a face of the NFL over the course of his career to see what we saw last year, very questionable. But if he applied that to him being a father, hey, that probably works. And that's probably what Sierra loves about him. Is there two more more different people on this earth in future in Russell Wilson? Oh, man, she... Talk about somebody that said, I am going completely against this life. Like, you're exactly Complete right. opposite. Like, you're talking about a dude that was always on the road, drinking lean, messing with who knows who, because you know Future wasn't loyal or mm, no, any no. type of faithful. The way that he be talking, like, I got two women and they both sisters. Like, them, yep. them some jams, but I think Future's really living out these lyrics. And Sierra, she ain't going to be embarrassed. Like, mm-hmm. she has her own status. You know, she got her own. She's a big, you know, entertainer herself. So she didn't need that. And I think she got caught up in it just because that's what her being an R&B singer in the rap game, like, she got caught up in it. And she probably wouldn't regret Baby Future, but she definitely regrets probably a lot of what happened in their relationship. And now you got Russell Wilson, who... Before last year, couldn't have been more of the standard. Like it was guys like Tom Brady and then Russell Wilson. Like that's who you looked at as, hey, I want my quarterbacks to be like this, especially quarterbacks who don't have the measurements of the ideal quarterback. Like Russell Wilson, him being what, 5'10? 
Like, he goes completely against the grain of what you consider uh, uh, NFL quarterback should be. Somebody like Justin Herbert, who's six foot six, like, that might be too big because of guys like Russell Wilson. So everybody's different at the end of the day. But, yeah, man, like, Russell Wilson, like, he was it. He was it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what the different Broncos do this year. I don't think they're going to win the AFC West. That's the Chiefs until Patrick Mahomes leaves. But, yeah, I, I think they're going to be way more competitive than they were this past year. He's listed at 5'11". I think that's kind of li- a little helpful. I yeah, think might he's more 5'10", 5'9". Future, by the way, he's 6'2". Okay. He's a big dude. And he can hoop, too. You've seen those mixtape videos of him hooping? Oh, I- <laughs> I mean, may, it's may, been a minute. I have to go check those out because I'm I'm not thinking what you're thinking. He, he can really hoop like J. Cole hoop? No. And I mean, I guess I guess when you're being guarded by little Uzi Vert, I mean, anyone's going to look like <laughs> Michael Jordan, right? <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert's a smooth 5-1. <laughs> soaking wet. 5-1, 128 pounds, if that. Lil Uzi is tiny out here. Hey, here you go, Cam. You asked about what any quarterback would you want not watching your kid. Somebody said Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That might be, especially with the way he feels about family. And he jumps around from woman to woman, which he's single now, so he hasn't been single in a minute. Look out for that, New York Jets fans. But, yeah, Aaron Rodgers – I he, family obviously isn't the main priority with the way he did them. No, and you know, like instead of like giving like children's Tylenol, he's gonna be giving the kids ayahuasca, <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Some of those natural herbs and oils crap instead of just medication. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree oh, with that text. Man. Yeah, it, it might be Aaron Rodgers. But hey, just like the quarterback special on Netflix, when we see hard knocks, we might look at Aaron Rodgers in a different light even though he's already against it and made it very known that he's against it. And I mean, honestly, also, if you know, you could probably give your kid to Philip Rivers and he wouldn't even notice it because <laughs> he's got so many. Oh, yo, Philip, man, number 10 on the way. <laughs> and I think they've had all girls, to be honest. Really? I think this might be the first boy. I don't know. You might have to check that out for me for sure. I think Philip has nine girls and whatever his wife is baking with right now is a boy. So he might, he finally might have, which I, which I don't know, that can't be. I right. see a couple boys. Okay, I see at least he, two. Because he coaches, he's coached his boys in high school since he's retired. So you're right. Yeah, he definitely has boys. But damn, Philip, like I get it. It's your religion and stuff. But wow, do you see this economy? Do you see yeah. this inflation? How much eggs are and little things like that? I bought six things from H E B the other day. For just for breakfast, I bought some breakfast sausage. Yeah, I brought a few eggs. Um, what else? I get some OJ, um, and a few other things. Was that forty bucks? <laughs> Basically, twenty <laughs> something dollars. Ugh. Just like that. Just like that. That's just for me and my wife. That's it. Now you got eleven mouths to feed. That's and again, I know he's a millionaire. Yeah, it helps he's when done well. Yeah, your but yo, like. Can't go on vacation, really. Like, you got all oh, college ain't getting cheaper, tuition ain't getting cheaper. Like, yeah, that, that's, that's why you haven't played football. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said, Specs text line, Mike Vick. <laughs> now, look, as long as you don't have any pets, Mike Vick should be a great dad. As long as, no pets, though. No pets. Someone I, said, Kyler Murray. Yeah, he playing Call of Duty all damn day. <laughs> that's that might be it. He <laughs> might replace uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers because he's a huge Grady Dick. Like he's he's one of those guys that he acts like 
his ish don't stink. He's better than everybody else. The way that he was talking and Hard Knocks, what was it? I don't know if Two it was years Hard Knocks. Ago? I, think I don't it was, know. If, maybe it might have been. No, it was the, the in season Hard Knocks. Yes, the in season yes, Hard Knocks. It was the Amazon yes. Prime one. Yes. It was that one. The way that he carried yeah. himself, like, dude, you're a quarterback. Like, you got to have way more of a, you got better attitude. Like, it's, he's a different type of cat. And it, I know he's hurt coming into this season. If the Colt Cardinals, McCoy. that's what I'm saying. Colt, you know, Colt's one of the best backups in the league. If they have a trash season and Drake May, Caleb Williams, hopefully Quinn Ewers come up in the draft, I wouldn't be surprised if they took any one of those three. Kyler kind of reminds me of like Johnny, his first couple years in the league where you could tell Johnny just never matured, and it feels like Kyler just hasn't matured yet. And that's, a, that's I think that's a huge part of why you know he's kind of been held back in the NFL. Where it's just that level of maturity. I mean, mention the Call of Duty stuff, and like, yeah, it's fun to joke about, but even the way he acts on the football field, it's still, it's still like there's something missing with him, which is a reason why I think Arizona is, you know, going to full, full on go in on Caleb Williams this next year. Yeah, there's something about learning to deal with struggle and losing and defeat, and. When you uh, when you're arguably the greatest Texas high school football player yeah. of all time, coming out of Allen, like did he win what three straight state championships? He's not used to losing very often, and I know his Texas A&M journey was a little rocky, but when he met with Lincoln Riley, he went right back to winning again, and right back to you know winning the Heisman and then becoming the number one draft pick and. You know, you got Cliff Kingsbury saying, I got to have this guy. I've been recruiting this guy ever since I was in college. But he comes to a team and you got leaders in the Arizona Cardinals uh, uh, franchise like Patrick Peterson, who threw him under, threw Kyler yeah. Murray under the bus last year. Because, again, with him going to Minnesota and now he's with Pittsburgh – he said, I got nothing to lose. I I've respect been there. that, Pete. I respect, I respect him, too. I know that he got caught up with some PEDs, which is, you know, he was on his way to going straight to Canton. Like, I think he's a nine-time pro bowler. He's one of the most underrated, not appreciated cornerbacks of all time, and the PEDs is definitely going to hurt him when he retires trying to get to the Hall of Fame. But he has skins on the wall, and he's seen a lot of guys come in and out of that organization. And he flat out said, yo, Kyler Murray, nah, this dude ain't no leader. This dude don't carry himself the right way. This dude, you know, pouts a lot, bitches a lot, like him and Nuke Hopkins butt heads at times and stuff. And I knew it probably drove J.J. Watt crazy. Like, I thought J.J. Watt, yes, he's had his injuries and stuff, but shoot, dealing with guys like Kyler Murray, that'll take some life off your career to where you're like, man, I don't want to be around this no more. Like, it's not worth me putting my blood, sweat, and tears and body through the ringer for my quarterback to be like this. You know what I'm saying? And that's alarming. So the Arizona Cardinals, shout out to Johnny Rogers and his brother. I know he's still up there, Jeff Rogers. Hopefully they have a great year because he's a solid coach. But they're a team that if they struggle and Kyler Murray is still in and out of the lineup because he's hurting stuff, then that's another thing, Cam. He's injury-prone at this point. 
Yeah. Like, you know, so how much can you how how many eggs can you put in the Kyler Murray basket for the rest of his career? I think his years are starting to become very limited, not only the way he carries himself, but also his availability being on the field. I think we're going to get some Zion stuff from Kyler where we're going to hear Ooh, like, comp. hey, he's coming back this. He might be right. We're going to hear like, I bet you sometime the next the next couple of weeks we're going to hear probably like, hey, week two, week three, and then we'll get closer. Eh, it might be week five. And depending on how bad the Cardinals are, I mean, this is a team that's basically going full on in on the rebuild, right? Fully, full on in. There's a chance that I think Kyler that contract doesn't kick in till next year, where he makes thirty-seven million dollars, which is absolutely insane for a guy who, I believe, has not won a call. Has he won a playoff game yet? Oh, I don't man. think he has. I don't think he has. I don't either. think he has either. So I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see that much of Kyler. And if I'm Kyler Murray too, you know, I mean, if Arizona gets the first pick, they're taking Caleb Williams. Oh yeah, how could you taking not? Caleb Williams? So how could you not. I don't know. I I would be very surprised to see Kyler Murray on a football on the Arizona Cardinals football roster in 2024. Which Caleb Williams has a lot of Kyler in him, but off he's the not field, five foot one. Yes, he's a lot taller, and off the field you don't hear those problems or you don't hear no, those issues. Yeah. Which that could change once you get to the league. Yeah, like that could definitely change. But great football talk with. Cameron Parker. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron D. Parker. I am Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay. Chad Hastings out for the week on vacation. Well deserved. We'll be back on the horn. Yeah. This yeah. is going down. All we need is a stage, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on and popping, baby. Last temptation. Chad and Zay. with him no you miss my loving my thugging thug loving oh bobby shout out to bobby brown man new edition legend bobby gets a bad rep cam everybody blames him for whitney so cold so wrong whitney used to have her own demons yes bobby wasn't a saint but it wasn't just bobby like whitney had that i do air quotes best friend that hung out, which I, it was more of a friends with benefit situation. And we know Whitney, like, I think she peer pressured Bobby a lot. He, he was really close with Tupac, right? Bobby Brown? Um, I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure he was. Like, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Or what was Tupac sleeping with Whitney Houston? Because isn't there some <laughs> stuff going on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think Tupac, the only foul thing that he was doing was messing with Jada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, you see Will, how he did Chris Rock. Like, that PTSD is real. <laughs> it's still there. That is still there. And Jada. It's still there. She wrong. She should know that Will is insecure about those things. And I don't think she thought it would lead to what happened at the Oscars. But, yeah, well, the way that her and Tupac had that relationship. And Will's talked about it. How, you know, because if you look at Will Smith, his rap career, and Tupac, arguably the greatest of all time, Will Smith, even though, you know, he has his skins on the wall, he's been considered like bubblegum rapper. A I guy would, that you don't have to put the parental advisory sticker on the album because you know it ain't going to get like that. I wish I could live in the 90s during the Biggie Tupac stuff because I think <laughs> right, right, Ready to Die is one, probably one of my favorite rap albums of all time. But hearing about the beef and how they changed the rap game and just all the other, like, 
you know, outside the studio, all the drama that go that happened with Biggie and Tupac. I mean, that seems like a, a really, really wild era. It's entertaining, but it's super sad, man. Yeah. Because Pac couldn't trust nobody. Because before he got killed in Vegas, he got shot up in New York. Yeah. So when he got shot up in New York, which he lived through that, he said, oh, Biggie and Diddy and all those guys set me up. They should have known that that was going to happen when I was trying to meet them in the studio. And that changed everything. Yeah. And everybody was watching their back and stuff. And, yeah, it definitely it changed. Like, we're, what, I think year 50 of hip-hop. I've been seeing different documentaries and different specials, which is crazy. Like, that hip-hop is that new still. Like, 50, that's not that long. And the biggest drama we have now is Tory Lane suing Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> Yo, he needs to be locked up. <laughs> he, need, he needs to be locked up for a very long time because Megan the Stallion, Lord have mercy, that booty, like nothing. What is she doing with her. him? What is she doing with him? That's what I want to know. I, Speak, speaking, of, that, speaking of five foot one guys, <laughs> he, he's a tiny brother. I agree. Before all that, though, Tori was making hits. Yeah. Tori, Tori was doing this thing. So I get why Megan the Stallion could have found that attractive. And, you know, they could relate to the music, you know, from a music standpoint. But I agree, man. I think she's way above Tory Lane's status. Yeah, that's, she's, she's that's upper tough. echelon for sure, I yeah, think. Yeah, but that's Cameron Parker. I am Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay on the Horn 1049-1019 AM1260. Let's get into Why Today Matters. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Yeah, and I don't know if my partner Chad Hastings is around his phone much. I hope he's not. I hope he's enjoying his family and vacation, but he's still the program director, so he probably has that phone close by. But he would love what the Seattle Seahawks are doing oh, yeah. going back to the 90s jerseys the old school logo with that old school seahawks blue those classics man that's a sharp look when you see guys like dk metcalf and tyler lockett and uh all those you know jackson smith and jigba rocking those old school jerseys man and the helmets and stuff this is one of my favorite jerseys of all time these jerseys are absolute fire and, and the seahawks social media video they have that like tin on it from from that time period. I mean, he's a Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's got the Walkman on. I mean, <laughs> like it's a sick. It's it's a sick video. It's a sick jersey. What do you think with the Browns all white jersey? Those are fire. Yeah, those are fire. I saw somebody on social media like tweak it up somehow, which people are so creative out here. But somehow they tweaked it up to where they put the horns logo. Ooh. On it, like I said, horns in the front because Ooh. those colors, they're not quite burnt orange, but they're pretty damn close on the, on the throwback that you're talking about. And I think that's why I like it so much because it's sharp. Like that's a sharp look. Now, a a lot of people are picking the Browns to finish last in the AFC North, and it's hard to argue that. I think it's going to be a battle between them and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but. That uniform, it's fly. I, I, I like that Browns uh, alternate a lot. And, and the Vikings are bringing back their purple pe- people eaters jerseys too. So we, we have we have a couple great retro. I'm I'm all here for the retro throwback uniforms because when I would play Madden, man, first thing I would do was go to the uniform settings and I would go back to the retro ones. I'm yeah. glad those uniforms will be back on the screen at some point this year. And Chad, 
for sure. For he might spend all five Chad Scrapbacks next week oh, talking about it. That that's gonna get him from six to midnight. <laughs> like that's that he loves these jerseys. You saw him at Big Twelve Media Day talking With about the helmets. the helmets and stuff like that. Like he loves football uniforms. He loves all uniforms and sports, but yeah, that, that holds a special place in Chad Hastings' heart. And yeah, man, I I'm all about a good throwback. I think they need to do more. Now, there's some throwbacks they need to get rid of. Like when the Green Bay Packers go to the brown yeah. helmet and like the weird navy blue and the, the brown circle pants, around the numeral. Trash. Never again. I don't care if Vince Lombardi, that was during his time. I don't give a damn. That <laughs> is one of the worst jerseys I've ever seen. Bag those, never bring those out again. But if you think about the Atlanta Falcons, like they need to go back to the old school all red. With the red helmets. Those are bad. Like, I think it's the end of the 80s, maybe the beginning of the 90s before they went to the black on black with the helmets and the jerseys. But, like, maybe the first couple years Dion was there, those jerseys, so fire. Like, seeing B. John Robinson Mm. rock the seven with those boy. Come on, man. man. Those jerseys are definitely sweet. The Cowboys, I think they need to rock the uh, um, white on white more. I think only for Thanksgiving. Oh, come on, Cam. Only for Thanksgiving. What? Yeah, I mean, Cowboys have some tradition, you know. But there, Cowboys, there's some tradition. With they the were rocking those when they were playing against the uh, 49ers and stuff in the 90s. Yeah, like in the playoffs, they were rocking those white on white jerseys. So I think they could mix it up just a little bit. I don't think you should do it all 18 games. I do like the Navy Blues, too, the away uniforms, even though they mm-hmm. barely wear those. But I, as iconic – as uniforms are for America's team, they got spicier stuff that they could wear a lot more. But you're right, Cam, just with the tradition that they have and, you know, the presence that they hold in the NFL over all the years, they're America's team for a reason. It's hard for them to change it up a lot. Another red jersey I want to see come back, the Patriots retro ones. Those are probably my favorite one of my top favorite retro jerseys. The, you know the ones I'm talking about with the the not even the, it's not the Patriot logo, but it's the it's the guy hiking the football on the oh, helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, the ones they rocked in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, with the red the red uh, joints. Yeah, those are crispy. Those are crispy. I, this is the worst uniform that they've had from Tom Brady winning his first ring early on. Like they haven't changed that much to the dark blue, which the royal blue that they were rocking in the nineties, the Drew Bledsoe era. Fire. Yeah. Those were crazy. And then they went to the darker blue. They had and the stuff. Patriot on the sleeve. Yeah. yeah, man. Like they they need to go back. You're absolutely right. They need to mix it up, which they have. You know, I've I've seen Brady over the years, like where that those red throwbacks that they rocked in the eighties and stuff. But yeah, there's just some teams that mix it up a little bit more. I get it. Like, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, not much they could do. Not 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 much they could do. But, you know but, what they, I'm but they have a solid uniform though. I think their uniforms are solid. Like I I wouldn't mind. Like I see Patrick Mahomes wearing this for his uh practice jersey, the yellow or gold mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing what that looked like. Now gold on gold, a little tacky. But gold on white, I don't know. It might be a lot with the red OG Chiefs helmet. That's something to think about. Now, I know that's going against the grain, but, you know, sometimes change is good. Now, I never want a black jersey for the Texas Longhorns. Nope. Ever. Nope. Like, on that Chris Tucker stuff, ever, 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 never want that. But I get 
mixing it up for different teams because the crispy whites away can't beat that the burn orange nobody has that the logo like that's iconic if you want to change anything sometimes change it up from white cleats to black cleats yeah that's All it. Need. That's simple. it. That's uh, very simple. And we would notice the difference. Hey, I, I know CB, he reminds us every once in a while the throwbacks that they wore when Sam Ellinger, I don't know if it was his last year, but when For Coach Baylor Royal? came. Yes, when Baylor came into town. Yeah. Fire. Where you don't, it's not the Texas logo. It's just, it's just the numbers, the numbers on the helmet. Like, I wouldn't mind that once a year. Spec you know? sex line. Pat Patriot is the name for the. Patriots logo. I agree. There we go. Now, I think the NFL does a good job of not doing too many, you know, uniform shakeups. The NBA, on the other hand, I think they've gone too far. Seth. They've gone way too far. I think when you're in the playoffs and you're wearing your, your City Connect jerseys or whatever, it's like, nah, man. Yeah, I, I don't like that either. I, Regular season, wear whatever you want, but, but in the playoffs, stick to your home or away jerseys. Yeah, I... Sometimes I like mixing it up if, like, you have an alternate jersey that's iconic. Like, for example, the Bulls, when they go black, yeah, I love their black jerseys. They don't do that enough. But when they start doing the city jerseys and you start seeing colors from the state flag or just, like, different cultures in the neighborhood. Like, when the Miami Heat go to the Windward neighborhood colors or the Miami Vice colors— mm-hmm. That drives me nuts. Really? The pink and the blue and stuff. Like, yeah. I love Miami Vice. Like, you know, uh, I, Miami Vice, cold show to me. Like, that's a throwback show that I definitely mess with. But those colors, man, and they always change it up. Sometimes one year they went all pink with a little bit of blue. One year they went black with the pink and blue and the white with the pink it was, and blue. It was like the and, Spurs Fiesta jerseys mixed with Miami yeah, Vice. Yeah, I like I don't I don't know. The Spurs green jersey this past year, that wasn't bad. That, I didn't even see the green one? That wasn't bad. Oh, just I looked this up. You don't remember? Yeah, that was one of their jerseys this past season. They rocked green for the old school logo. I didn't see any pink in there, but yeah, it was oh, okay. Higher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. It's bad. not bad. I just like you know for a couple games a year, sure. But when you get to the playoffs, it's just like ah, just it's you know it's it's like if the Lakers wear the Minneapolis Minneapolis Lakers jersey with the blue during the Western Conference Finals, right. it's like no, you have one of the most famous uniforms of all time. Stick to the gold in white. You're right. That's that's yeah. Spurs uh, Spurs need to bring back the Iceman George Gervin jersey. Yes, for Victor Wembanyama, yes. bring those oh. back. Bring those back with the numbers colored in black. Yeah, yeah. man. Gray outline. Oh, oh God, sexy. those are cold. Those are cold. Where we at in society? Or excuse me, why today matters? Lamarcus Aldridge turns thirty-eight today. Right. Lifetime Longhorn. Man, I feel bad for Lamarcus Aldridge sometimes. I know he probably wouldn't take away anything from his uh, pretty long NBA career, but I think he left Portland too early. Because I don't think he believed that Dame would become Dame. Mm-hmm. Like, Dame was good. He was an all-star, you know, when LaMarcus was there. But Dame wasn't Dame. He wasn't shooting the 50-footers almost for half court for game. And, you know, in my opinion, looking like the second-best shooter of all time. And then he goes to San Antonio, and he's expecting Kawhi to be there for the long haul. And we all know what happened yep. there. So LaMarcus Aldridge, he has a lot, had a lot of bad luck, but had a really great career, was really good for the Texas Longhorns, left early his sophomore season out of the Dallas area. And happy birthday to LaMarcus. He turns 20, or 38 today, excuse me. Another birthday today, Adam Morrison. 
turns 39, the Gonzaga legend who went number three to the, the Charlotte. Bobcats. Charlotte Bobcats never panned out, which is unfortunate. Not everybody can be great, but, yo, when it came to college basketball, Adam Morrison at 6'8", had handles. The hair was a little mucked up, but had handles, could shoot that thing, could shoot over to the top of everybody. Like, I picking him number three, obviously it didn't work out, but that was the right decision for that uh, Charlotte Bobcats squad. Just it didn't work out, you know, and that's what happens to a lot of guys. Look at Anthony Bennett, Michael McCandy. Like some guys, it just doesn't work out. And Adam Morrison's one of them, but now he's one of the play by play color guys yeah, for, for Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga, yeah. And hey, he's a Gonzaga legend. I'm sure I don't see anybody rocking that number three. I know that. <laughs> if, if you're, you know, a Mavs fan or, or a Rockets fan and you get you feel bad about your franchise, do yourself a favor. Go back to the Charlotte Bobcats draft picks since 2004, and you'll, you'll feel immediately better about your franchise. It's tough. It's a tough look. Yeah. On, on L.A., I know Aldridge is still pretty close with RT and this Texas staff, and I'm curious if in the next few years, say, if Aldridge joins the coaching staff Ooh. in a matter because it feels like he might be someone that might want to get into coaching, and now he could go through the Spurs route or even Portland route, but I wonder – if Phil joined the Longhorns in some capacity the next few years. Yeah, I know he's always invited on campus. That's what Coach Terry does a really good job yeah. of. KD seen, was here last weekend, exactly. right? Exactly. You've seen Love KD. Love seeing that, man. I've seen pictures of LaMarcus over the course of the season. I've seen guys like Jacobin Brown and Ken Womack of Orange Buds. He'll be on with me tomorrow with the co-host, and we're going to talk about the TBT tournament, which the Horns got a team in there of former low Longhorns. Nasty. They're low-key low nice. nasty. They're low-key They're low really nice so I'm excited to talk to him about that but yeah why today matters it's also national daiquiri day Cam you like a good daiquiri or is that too you know you know too girly I yeah. don't know if I've I think I've had one daiquiri once in my life I'm not sure I don't drink that's the only thing I have to be on vacation like the honeymoon I uh-huh. just went off my wife in Cancun that's the only thing that I'll get. Is a daiquiri? It's like a daiquiri. I don't care. I'm yo man. I'm man enough. I don't care. I have no shame. I don't call it a girly drink. Say what you want. Call me zesty. I don't care. Them pina coladas go crazy. Ooh. Do you get the you get the daiquiri with like the whipped cream and, and nah, the cherries? Nah, that's a little okay. much. That's a little much. That's where we draw much, the line. Yeah. All right. All right. Now we know. But yo, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. if it's a good daiquiri, if it comes with it, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, man, give me a little Miami Vice daiquiri, a little all strawberry right, daiquiri right. mixed with pina colada. I'm good to go. I got, I, got a, I got a bachelor party this weekend, so I'll, I'll get a daiquiri get, uh, go just in. for you. Take advantage. Take advantage. It's also National Hot Dog Day. Get mm. your glizzies, y'all. Get mm, your no glizzies. glizzies. No glizzies <laughs> for me. Not a hot dog guy? I mean – if I have to, you know, I usually eat a lot of the Seven Eleven hot dogs, and I think that knocked off probably like fifteen years off my life. Your right? boys, your boys, uh, uh, Craig Way and Jeff Howe, they love them some hot dogs. Oh, there's some glizzy gobblers, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some glizzy gobblers. I know hey. Craig. Craig will be at the at Globe Life Park or Field, whatever it's called now, uh, on Friday, Saturday for the race or to, uh, for the Dodgers game. He's gonna he's gonna have a glizzy. He's gonna get a Texas glizzy. Yeah, I gotta eat a hot dog like a Tasmanian devil, just so nobody you know thinks I'm suspect <laughs> out in these streets. Like I bite that thing hard as hell. Ain't no messing around, you know. I, looking I, around. I love, yeah, ain't no looking around. Like I gotta make sure you gotta act like you're not enjoying it. Like that's that's you know if you want because you out here calling people 
glizzy gobblers <laughs> and stuff like that. You got to be careful out here. But, hey, that is Cameron Parker. Cam, I appreciate you on the show today. We got one more segment left, and then Ball Don't Lie, Mike Harge, Patrick Davis, and Rod Babers will be up at 3. I am Zay Collier. Chad Hastings on vacation. This is Chad and Zay on the horn. Chad and Zay. Oh, man, we going back. Master P. Man, Master P. Master P. Meal ticket featuring 8-Ball, MJG, and UGK. H-Town, baby. Yo, what a time. Damn, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, but this is when Master P was dropping albums with No Limit every week. <laughs> Like, like somebody different than No Limit, they would have compilation albums too, but he would drop albums, Took the Shaka, Mystical, See Murder. Like, they would have so many people in the group. Snoop, when he was with, uh, when he left Death Row and got with No Limit, like, they did their thing. And just the quality and quantity of music that they were putting now will never be seen again. So that's where NBA Youngboy gets it from. Because Young Boy drops a mixtape every other week. It's Maybe. Like, dang, dude. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that hustle, man. No. That's how you stay relevant. I no. know some people can be like, all right, this is a bit much. I know some people don't like very long albums. Like my partner, Chad Asen, he hates like 20 song albums. And stuff. Really? Yeah, he's good with 10, depending on the album. 13's pushing it. But once you start getting to like 16, 17, that's when it becomes much. Um. Sometimes it can become much, but if every song's good, what can you say about it? I think like in with Master P, like a lot of this was mixtapes, right? They weren't really albums, yeah. so I feel like I understand dropping a lot of songs. If you're doing like a studio album where you have a theme or you're telling a story, I get that because that's where Chad's coming from. But in terms of just like rap and hip hop, I don't think the the number of songs you have matters. I don't know if unless were... it's like J Cole who drops you know the album with he has an entire story he's telling. I don't know if they were even mixtapes. Yeah. I thought like since he ran his own label and stuff, I thought they were just able to drop albums. Whatever they wanted Whatever to. Whatever yeah. they wanted to. Yeah. Whoever they wanted to. And man, yeah, shout out to Ricky Williams' old agent, Master P. Man, yeah. Shout out to Cam Parker joining me today. Thank you, Zay. Absolutely. Time to get to stems and seeds. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Stems and Seeds brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations, 512-255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. Shout out to Tom McKay, my guy, a great dude. He will set you up, stereo, hey, TV monitors, all that stuff. You want TV, both TVs in one room, cool. If you want a TV in your living room, or excuse me, in your kitchen, in your bathroom, if you're all dropping a deuce, whatever, Tom, I'm sure will hook <laughs> it up for you. Now, time to acknowledge the elephant in the room. I know y'all heard Aaron Hogan this morning talk about the future of the horn. I know y'all heard Craig Way on Light the Tower talk about his future with the horn. And at the end of the day, it is very sad. And I know a lot of people have been asking me questions about what's going on. I haven't been able to talk much about it. But as of now, for me personally, I cannot speak for Chad and his future with the horn. I will not be on these airwaves starting August 2nd. That doesn't mean I can't come back in the future. That doesn't mean I have any bad blood with anyone here. I love 
ARN Austin Radio Network. I love this station. I love the city of Austin. I love the University of Texas. And I love radio. And I appreciate every single person that gave me an opportunity to do what I love. Like, the horn has given me so many opportunities and has blessed me in my life to where I am very confident whatever I do, whether that's with the horn, whether that's with somebody else, I know I will be fine. And I apologize to everybody that might be salty about the situation. I know it sucks. I completely agree. But at the end of the day, that is the game of radio. I understand that. You know, I am the only person with a name on the weekday shows, Chad and Zay. That's from the ATX. So it's that is it's very personal for me growing up in this city, listening to Bucky and Aaron over the years, you know, producing for Bucky and Aaron. Shout out to everybody that's helped my young radio career and just my media career because this isn't the last y'all are going to hear of me. I will for sure tell you that, whether that's with the horn in the future or, again, with somebody else. God works in mysterious ways, and I am very blessed and thankful for the opportunity that I have got. I want to thank guys like Adam Wagner, who when I entered for him and he was running the board on B&E, Wax could have been a Grady Dick to me. He wasn't. That's my man. That's my brother. And he's going to do huge things at the Four Letter Network here in Austin for the Wagner Wire. Guys like Trey Elling, who paid the way for somebody like me. Very big shoes to fill when I took over with him and Chad and stuff like that. Trey means the world to me. Still one of my best friends. Talk to him all the time. Shout out to him. Shout out to Chad Hastings for believing in me. He could have said, you know what? I could have gotten a different partner, and he chose me. Like, that was big for him. Chad's an absolute legend. He's an absolute brilliant sports mind, and he loves radio just as much as me. I love him to death. Shout out to guys like Kevin Dunn, who's also an Austin native, who meant so much to my young career. Kevin's been one of the best in this industry, and he's one of the best people off of off of air. Guys like Brian Fitzgerald, who worked around here. You know, Christina Killingsworth, what she did for me on uh, helping me become an intern and Bucky and Aaron like E. Hogan said he chose me to be the producer in 2020 and that completely changed my life y'all heard Bucky gobble these last two days he's like my uncle I absolutely love him talk to him every day Bucky means the absolute world to me Jeff Howell Craig Way what they've meant to my career Craig Way putting me on to TV with Roger Wallace giving me opportunities like that's Craig Way Hall of Famer. Like, uh, when he has your back, like, all you haters on the Specs text line that have never wanted me on here that, you know, say, oh, you ain't BK, you ain't Trey Elling, you ain't Kevin Dunn. You're damn right. I'm not them. But I've taken a lot of game from all those guys. Brad Kellner, he's a legend. When his young career, he's doing big things at Houston. I owe him a lot. Rod Babers, Mike Harge, love those guys to death. Remember producing for the Rodcast? That was absolutely epic doing that because him being the DBU guy that he is, Harge coming in, chopping it up with him, talking to me about, you know, giving me game like, hey, Zay, stick with it because you're going to get your shot eventually. And I definitely did. This network, this whole community, you know, this station, let me have a basketball show, the right call where I produced and was on by myself. I'm behind the board right now. I love producing. I love running the board. And I love talking. And I just love radio. So there's no bad blood with me and anybody at the horn, anybody at Coke FM. I know it sucks to hear, but at the end of the day, that is the game. And for these next two weeks, 
I am going to give y'all the best of me because I owe that to y'all. I owe that to this station. I owe that to everybody that's put me on game. And, you know, guys like Cameron Parker and Ty Henderson, love those guys, young in the game. And, you know, they're, they're the ones that help me keep going because that makes me realize, hey, there's great people in this business. So shout out to everybody. It's been a great day, Cameron. I appreciate you. Tomorrow, we got Keenan Womack with Orange Bloods coming on. Chad Hastings still on vacation. And yeah, I'm Zay Collier. This is Chad and Zay on the horn, 1049, 1019 AM 1260. Y'all be cool.